0: Let's get on the mics. We can we can yeah, let's, yeah. You're, you're let's to
1: that, uh, Jasmine if you could just get on the mic and tell me what you had for breakfast, just checking the levels, this is all. It's not it's ah, not a Jesus. weird fetish. <laughs> I just need to cover that up. <laughs> I keep an archive of breakfasts. <laughs> I, yeah. so. I think we've just found the intro. I think we just found the intro for the <laughs> oh, <dear>. show. <laughs>
0: hey guys and welcome to episode 188 of the startup diary podcast we have a real treat for you today we are joined in the office on the mics by jasmine and before we get you the opportunity to introduce yourself harry has an intro actually just as a bit of background we've tried this before uh we tried it last week uh, the recording failed uh so jasmine has came over to the office and we're doing this in person so harry who are the mics with today
1: So we have a bikini competitor who's building brains, body, brand, and business with a digital marketing background who's passionate for helping competitors with mindset, all things fitness, creative, and business. She's 24 years old from Northampton. It's Jasmine.
0: I feel like that is probably the biggest intro we have ever had on
1: this. (laughs) I love that. Running out of breath, but I think we pulled through. Thank you. I love that so much. Just, uh, just make sure you're on the mic when yes.
0: you speak. Jasmine, hugely appreciate you coming to the office. Big apologies for last week for the, right. for the technical failures. We don't know whose fault it was, but we'll just blame us all. Yes. Uh, it, it's so difficult actually getting recordings done when you're not in the same room. Uh, before we get into sort of the meat and bones of today and sort of uh, what we want to cover off with your business, uh, do you want to give us a brief background to yourself, who you are, what you do, what you're doing now, and we'll take a step back to see sort of how this all came about.
2: Okay, so let's probably go back to GCSEs. I was quite academic, got straight A's. I was pretty, like, chaff with myself, did A-levels, um, did quite well. Went... curious,
0: what did you study at A-levels?
2: Oh, good question. French, maths, sociology, and art. Okay. I literally had half no...
0: academic, half fluffy. Yeah, because okay, I cool. had no
2: idea what I wanted to do. And because I was quite academic, my brother wasn't. My mum and dad very much wanted academic, but I was still very much like, no, I love sociology and art and creative stuff so it was kind of like a half and half they wanted French and maths I wanted sociology and art so I kind of yeah got halfway went to university didn't really know what I wanted to do still but I just thought I'm just gonna you know just go because I don't really know Mm -hmm. did international media communications with French
0: at Nottingham yes Nottingham Uh,
2: yeah and then second year went to Malaysia throughout this whole time I was not Fitness. I was complete opposite. I was the, like the biggest drinker, eating junk food all the time. I was never seen as like the fitness person at all. None of my mates could have guessed that I'd be sitting here right now talking about. <laughs> There's fitness. a
0: similar story between you two and on one <laughs>
2: <laughs> Like, no, no idea. And then I came back from Malaysia, put on like quite a bit of weight, and I just got to the point. I thought, right, I really just want to get control of like my hips because they were causing me loads of problems. They always have. And then yeah, third year I kind of thought right, well, marketing sounds like quite a good mix of working with people, business, creativity. Then went into a marketing job in Northampton for six months. Did okay. Was kind of quite a small office. Wasn't really for me. I th-
0: and what were you doing there for six months? Like what marketing such a massive sort of. Oh yeah, Sorry, topic. so I was so doing, doing.
2: I was doing social media. Okay. primarily um, looking after blogger packages very small like admin stuff
0: so was it, was it like an agency and you looked after multiple clients or were you doing it just for the just one okay
2: just one it was Bambino Mio if you've heard of them they're like no a reusable uh, what was it reusable fashionable nappies okay so you might be interested in them you never okay
0: know. might be I'll save a few quid <laughs> it, but no <laughs> nappies are expensive, by the way, Harrison. We talked about kids earlier, nappies were expensive.
1: You just get the reusable ones. Yeah. Well, I've mean, only just learned that they even a, exist. It's just a towel, right? Oh, no,
2: they're more than a towel these days. They're like proper collectibles, prints, the whole shebang. Like, they're proper I'm like, fashion pieces. Definitely, need to do some
1: research before I. Uh...
2: <laughs> definitely. So, yeah, did that for six months. From a personal standpoint, my mum and dad were going through a divorce, and I hated Northampton. I just wanted to get out. Because I think, because I've been abroad, I've been to Nottingham, I thought, no, Northampton is just not for me.
0: Yeah, seeing the world, end up in Northampton, you're like,
2: <laughs> let's not. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally.
2: <laughs> At that time, I was with someone else who was in Manchester. So I thought, right, let's just go to Manchester, give it a gig, give it a try. Went to RDX Sports, which do MMA, boxing, fitness. That was amazing, because I got to like interview Mike Bisping, Auntie Joshua, do some really, really cool stuff. Oh, cool. And then within a year, I went from assistant all the way up to marketing manager. Long story short, broke up with my boyfriend at that time, Um, kind of met Joe at that time as well. Who's Joe? Joe is now my fiance. Cool. My fiance, sounds so fancy. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I kind of were in the situation that Joe's very ambitious and he probably saw in me what I couldn't see in myself. And he kept saying, you should come back, you should start your own business. I was like, no, like, I hate Northampton and all this. But long story short, came back, went self-employed. I thought, well, I haven't got kids. I haven't got a house. Like, if I've got the time to do it, like, this is the time to do it right now when I've got no these no yeah. responsibilities. And then went into competing. And this is kind of where the business kind of came about and the actual idea came about. So fast forward again i'm now here i've, have, I've got a podcast on my own which is great called not just bikini girl and that helps female competitors become mentally and physically stronger because there's a lot of issues in in the industry itself like there's no support with girls that have got like maybe body dysmorphia or binge eating so that's kind of where i saw a niche i love learning about the brain and bits like that and then yeah now working on compact the business which is launching next week
0: Cool, so there's a gap in the middle of that that I want to dig Is into. Is Because you went from... I'm so sorry. And I'm, and I'm listening to it from, from what our listeners are going to hear. And yeah. You've gone from uh, going back to Northampton. Yes. Doing, going self-employed. Yes. To jump in, doing a business. Yes. What were you doing in that period that earned you some cash?
2: Good point. I was doing digital marketing. For? Just for any client. As a freelancer. Yeah, so, basically okay, as a freelancer. Cool. I, l- I was quite lucky that I'm still working with an agency that work Everyone works remotely and we just look out to a few clients. I do like blog writing, social media. I do the networking side as well. So yeah, that's pretty much what I was mainly doing between that time of coming back and launching the business that I'm doing right now.
0: And how long, so what was that time period? So how long did you basically do freelance work in Northampton before deciding to start Compaq? Uh,
2: Probably about a year.
0: Cool. Yeah. And what was the trigger? Because I know there's loads of people listening that are probably in a nine to five job that are thinking... Like, what was it that pushed you over the edge to make you have the confidence to do that? Like, what was the trigger point? To start the business? Yeah.
2: I feel like there's so many triggers for everything that I'm doing right now. I think the trigger to come back to Northampton, even though I hated it, was a personal circumstance. I had a car crash and I kind of thought, right, I need to just sort my life out, to be really blunt. Um, And then I had some people pass away in my life. And for me, it was just... It kind of just slapped me in the face and I thought, okay. what am I doing, wasting time, doing stuff that I don't love doing?
0: Felt like a punch bag. Literally. Life was beating you up. Okay.
2: Some people kind of will just take the plunge. Unfortunately, when I look back, I probably needed to have those slap in the faces from different events to kind of be like, look, this is a sign. You really just need to believe in yourself. I think that's probably what was stopping me was I didn't think I could do it. I think I just didn't have that confidence at the time.
0: But I think that's... I think most people are in that boat. Yeah. I think a lot of people have the aspiration to start their own business or do their own thing or be the sort of master their own destiny. But taking that leap is definitely the hardest thing. So let's jump into what you're doing today. So what we want to do on the mic today, guys, for those of you that are listening, is just dig into the business, what it is, what the concept is, uh, throw some ideas about and see if there's anything that we can help shed some light on. Sounds good. Um, and if there isn't, because uh, at the end of the day, me and Harry don't know much, but what we do know, we we like to... Let me watch on the me, table. probably significantly less. <laughs> uh, but if we, if we can't help, we're going to connect with the people that can. And that's Fantastic. what we want this podcast to be known for, really. So, talk to us about Compact. What is the business? If you were stuck in an elevator, that old cliche, 30 seconds, how do you describe what you do?
2: My dad's a lift engineer, so I think you'll quite enjoy that one. Um, <laughs> so, Compact is the one stop shop for a bodybuilder, bodybuilding competitor. Everything from your bikini, jewelry, all the way down to your rice cakes, all the little things that you don't kind of remember that you need. You save your time, energy, you save you save yourself energy, stress, and time, and it comes to your door just before your show day so you can focus on what you need to focus on, which is bringing your best physique to the stage.
0: I'm pretty sure you just smashed that. That's probably one of the Is that the best quite good? That, that was a solid elevated pitch. Oh, thank you. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to be annoying. Rather than going Do forward it. and then talking about compact, I want to know why you are the person to run this. You've obviously got a lot of experience in this area, and that's one thing we haven't touched on. Yeah. So what is it that sort of gave you the idea? So those people are like, I want to run a business. What's the idea? Like, what was it that triggered that for you?
2: Last year when I was competing, I was still trying to build up like a digital marketing base. And I thought, oh, self-employed, I'm going to have so much more time on my hands. Was not the case at all. (laughs) Stupid, stupid thing, I thought. And I just found myself running around like a headless chicken all the time, trying to do posing which can take half an hour of your day trying to take up cardio that's another hour trying to take up training that's well my training was crazy it was like two three hours so that's instantly five six hours that have been ripped out of my day without before i even started and i thought right let's try and get organized for this massive day that's coming up this show day i'm really tired i'm really exhausted you prep brain like you you kind of forget things all the time because you your energy stores get that low and i thought right i can just get it all from one place surely no does it does not exist and i had to go amazon for one thing tesco for the other another body care shop it was just so much hassle and the biggest thing that annoyed me about the industry and it still does is that it's not i think because i come from a brand in the marketing side i don't see the crisp and the polishness sometimes the industry can be a bit tacky okay and it's not something that i like and i thought i really just want to do something which is going to help people um and something that I would actually buy myself because I just thought there has to be an easier way. If other industries have been able to, you know, innovate themselves in that way, surely the bodybuilding industry can do that as well.
0: It's so weird you say that because we sort of see the same thing in our industry, don't we? So like we work in a very, what people some people say it's a boring industry, but I bloody love it. Like the yeah. construction industry, um, it's very outdated, it's very mm. old-fashioned, and there's no one that's really innovated in this space. So we're trying to do something different, uh, so that's cool. So you're a one-stop shop for people that are doing. What's the
2: bodybuilding shows,
0: bodybuilding shows. Yes. Okay. Uh, how do you make money? What's the business model behind it?
2: I think you asked me this last week and I really like crumbles. I was like, no one's you, spoken to me about so like numbers. Yeah,
0: you, 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 you were lucky because the lines went at this point. We were like, oh, I, you had like ages to think about and it. And
2: since then I've been trying to think of like a backup answer and I still can't think of one. Like definitely numbers and the business side is where I still lack the knowledge yep. and probably the finesse.
0: But that, but that's that's a sign that because you're a creative, like yeah. what happens is people that, we all know the phrase like a starving artist, that people are creative, love what they do, but they struggle to monetize it. Yeah. So like, it feels like there's a chance that you're slipping into that boat I think a little so. Bit. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So what's the idea at the moment in terms of you making money for this business?
2: Okay, so it's going to be an e-commerce platform mm-hmm. that people can buy. So for example, if they want to buy a bikini from me, my long-term goal, I've already got one really fantastic designer, Black Ice Bikinis. Um, and I'm gonna Nice pick, little plug
0: for black eyes. Got to
2: try. Um, <laughs> just in case any construction people are there. Um, so they, I take commission off every single purchase that they make. The okay. pros and shoes, I've been working, I'll be, well, I'm working with the US supplier. So obviously buying that at trade price and selling it at the recommended retail value. A few of my products, I can do that. The other things I'm having to kind of be a bit tactical and see if I can buy things maybe in like five, ten and make a little bit of margin. I think that's where I'm struggling to see how I'm gonna be able to make that margin. 'Cause so for example, I don't know, duvet sets and mm-hmm. toiletries, they're not massive price tags and it's not a massive margin there. Yep. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so what's the average amount of money that someone's spending
2: on the on, website? On a show. Like, on the show.
0: Yeah, and, and I guess I guess one thing I want to understand is uh, how much of it is stuff that you buy once and then you don't need for the next three, five, ten shows. Mm-hmm. Actually, I suppose my first question is how many how many shows how many shows do you do?
2: Depends. Some people just do one show and then they do their finals, so maybe two. Depends if you do really well, then you might be doing low. Like it it honestly depends. I did okay. one last year because I had the idea for this business and I thought I need my brain for this. I need to just you know get re- well, reverse diet and get my head first before I can actually work on this business properly. Some people can do five, six shows.
0: What, in a year? In a year. Okay, wow.
2: Which is actually quite a lot and quite taxing. So it really does depend. But yeah, anything from one show all the way up to maybe seven, eight
0: shows. And how much are are you spending on that that show?
2: When I did some market research, people were estimating that that they spend between 1,000 to 1,500. But I would probably say that's more once you put in coaching, food. But obviously that's not a sector that I'll be looking in. But when I looked at the website, say they were going to buy... Like everything they needed, mm-hmm. it'd roughly come to about maybe eight nine hundred pound.
0: Okay, and how much of that is like one off purchase stuff compared to like commodity stuff you yeah. need on every show?
2: So bikinis would be kind of one off. It depends. Some people wear their bikinis again. Some people, well, I will wear my bikini until it breaks. Some people will buy a bikini for every single show. Okay, shoes. People normally have like a practice practice pair and their show day pair. Jewelry. It depends. Some people will wear it again. But again, that's not a massive... I don't make massive margin out of that. The pre-stage and the backstage essentials, which is kind of been split into two, I would probably say... Um, it's really hard. Let me try and think. Yeah, oh, I have to edit this bit. I'm really sorry. Um, I'd probably say maybe 60-40 split. 60 being that they can buy it and they don't need to buy it again. 40 that they'd need to top it up at some point. Okay. I would say.
0: And then, okay, so 60. And how, what's the market size? Like how many people, I'm trying to work out like how this becomes a business yeah. that sustains you yeah. as a as a business. Yep. Like so, how many people are doing shows, roughly?
2: It's growing every single year.
0: Cool, that's a good sign.
2: Which is a great sign for yep. me. It is re- like, if, even since I've started two years ago, it's been booming. There's more federations coming up. Um. I think I when I tried to estimate, I went through all the federations and said, right, if fifteen bikini girls minimum because that's of the biggest class. If that turn, if, every, if fifteen people turn up to every single show in that federation, how much would be, et Yeah, Makes sense. I think it was coming to about ten to fifteen thousand. Okay. But I, I, it. Was really hard to find numbers. Yep. Actually, that's, really really that's hard to find numbers.
0: Probably because it's. Like you say, there's no one really digging into the space, offering that one-stop solution and bits like that. Yeah. Um, but that's just One of the things UK. that you said, you said you're are you buying... You're not buying stock, are you?
2: Some stock I am buying. So, for example, the shoes I had to buy the first purchase up front before they let me on the website. Jewellery, the same. Um, so most of the stuff I've not had to buy... Okay, cool. I've just That's bought scary, one. That's scary,
0: having to get stock. Stock is scary. Oh my god, yeah, because
2: yeah. I've already, I feel like I've already spent loads, and I didn't even get all the stock. Kind of, I didn't buy like five or ten or whatever. But yeah, so the things that I've, I can drop ship. I've just bought one just for the photography. Everything else, I've had to buy like minimum quantities. But it's probably come up to about seven, eight hundred pound okay. if I think about everything. So like the teeth white in the jumpsuit, the shoes, bits like that.
0: Okay, so. So, from what I'm hearing, is that there's, uh, and how much, the one thing I'm missing, I'm trying to do very quick maths in my head, I'm by sorry. the way. Uh, how much margin are you making on average?
2: When I looked at the, right now, it can, including things that like I'm drop shipping, about 40% margin, but then True. it will be 37 because the website I'm using is Squarespace and they take 3% off every single sale I make.
0: Yeah, uh, short term problem because as you as you grow, okay. yeah, I think as you grow, uh, you'll probably end up moving off Squarespace because you'll be thinking actually three percent is a lot of money. Yeah, uh, if things go well, uh, so forty uh, percent uh, average, thousand so four hundred quid a show roughly if things went really well. Profit-wise, uh, or
2: how much they spend? Uh,
0: profit so four hundred pounds, one thousand yeah. pounds worth of purchases, um, and let's just say there's ten thousand people, so. Okay, there's actually a reasonably good-sized market there. Uh,
2: okay, that's good. That's really bad at having done that number, isn't it? So,
1: so <laughs> whenever there's a, a mathematical question in the office and Adam's in the room, everyone he just kind of like, the question's raised and then everyone just slowly kind of looks to Adam and just <laughs> waits for him to work it out. Because you can see in his head, Rain, rain Man is just, it's just, <laughs> just crazy. working away.
0: But, but, uh, so that's <laughs> that's cool. But yeah. what I'm trying to work out is, if let's just say there's 10,000 people chose you today. Okay, and yes. they, they bought everything they need yeah. from you. Yeah. Uh, then we've sort of said, you're going to get 40% roughly yeah. margin, mm-hmm. but six of that stuff they'll never need to buy again. Yeah. So then over time, your business model actually, the the, the amount of money- the Will actually drop, yeah. technically, yeah. So what other revenue can you bring into the business?
2: So I thought of joining up with Federations. Okay. Because the box itself- I want it to be like Victoria's Secret style and a real experience. I have no
0: experience with Victoria's Secret, so you oh get a come on, spot. I know Adam. I no, I've been, I've, I've been in, but do they I get? Do. Sorry, do they get a bot? They I don't do. have like a subscription service, do they? No. Oh, I thought you meant there's like a subscription service to Victoria's <laughs> Secret. That's where I was going with that. I'm like, I'm like I don't. I'm not a paying subscriber of Victoria's Secret, but but if they do a sample box, if they do a sample
2: box, <laughs> oh, i so that. Funny. So. Yeah, the box itself. Because I remember the feeling I got just getting my bikini in some like cardboard box. So yeah. I wanted to kind of make that experience a bit more exciting because the first, last few weeks you're nearly crying half the time. Like you really, really you, you, have to, you have to dig deep. Okay. So the experience is going to be that they're going to have this box. My idea was because on the when they order, they tell me the date of their show and the Federation. One of my ideas was to go to the Federation and see whether they wanted to kind of partner up in some way. So a lot of, competitors have a lot of questions about their show day. And I know that people or the the federation members or the founders get really annoyed because they're constantly having to answer these questions. Whereas I didn't know whether there was an idea there that I partner with the federation and say, all your show day day details, you give it to me and it goes in with a box with them. Another avenue is obviously everyone in the industry wants to be sponsored by a supplement company. But the problem is it's very rare to actually get like, Revenue, getting products, you
0: can yeah people throw products yeah, Yeah.
2: but to get actual revenue, that is a difficult bit. But one one thing that I have been thinking of is for a supplement company, it's guaranteed going to be their target market because it's bodybuilding competitors. So whether it's some sort of advertising or whether it's an advertising kind of platform for them and they can put like free samples in the box, I don't really know. But that's the kind of ideas that I thought of so far. And the post-show is something that I haven't really factored into either, which is probably another avenue that
0: people will be using. It's really, really not too dissimilar to what we do here at Expert Trades. They're not? No, in a a weird way. And Harry, let me
1: know if you... A lot of our guys are stepping on stage (laughs) in skimpy underwear as well. Literally.
0: (laughs) By the the way, Ben Curry, who listens to the show, is also a member of Expert Trades. That is the most disturbing (laughs) thought (laughs) Um, So basically what we've done is... uh, We've built this community of trade professionals. Yeah. Um, and what happens at the moment is there's people that like to sell them products. Uh, they have a very bad channel to do that. It's very messy. Um, so we've just thought, actually, let's just build a massive community. Uh, and let's not really... Obviously, making money is important, but we know that if we've got a great community that loves us, uh, then down the line, there's going to be loads of people that want to be able to sell product to them. Yeah. Uh, and it sort of feels that's what you're going to have. Like short-term, I don't want to use the word short-term as if it's not a, a, a good play, but short-term, you're going to make money when these people sign up yep. and uh, they're going to buy products through your website and mm-hmm. you're going to make a little bit of money there. Uh, but I think long-term, the real value in what you're building is, like you say, you've got access to 3,500, 5,000, whatever the number is, yeah, of like a supplement company's direct addressable market. Like people that make bikinis for shows, like they probably yeah. have... They've got large budgets that they're spending because they're just blasting out everywhere. I'm trying to work out what's the goal for someone that does these shows? Like, teach me about that person who does these shows. What's the outcome that they're trying to achieve? Is it purely because they just want to get first place? I know nothing about this place. Yeah. Do, they, do they want first place? But what does that lead on to? Does it often lead on to anything? Or is it the same as me playing six-a-side football at the weekend in a tournament, which, I'm, which I don't do, by the way. That makes me sound loads more sporty than I am, uh, because I want to win something? Or is it yeah. something that is like a career thing?
2: a good, really good question and it really does I depends. get one good
0: question a day so I've just used it apparently okay.
2: it really does depend some people go into it just wanting to do the experience some people unfortunately go into it thinking oh the Instagram they look great it looks fun but they don't see that there's actually a really hard graph there so mm-hmm. you can there is avenues to make it a career but you have to can I swear yeah. you have yeah, to yeah, eat yeah. shit for five years before you actually get to that level okay so there's loads of different ways to go. A lot of people that compete want, for example, my, my network of people, I know that they want to travel abroad. I know that they want to make it a career, but I'd probably say maybe like the top 5% actually make it a full-time revenue. And that's kind of the more, one of the main reasons why I want to do this. Well, not the main reason, I'd lie, even lie to you there, but a, a good reason why I want to do this business because I can't predict whether I'm going to be the best bodybuilder and bikini competitor of course i'd love to be but once your body fades and you've dedicated so much time into the industry you, mm-hmm. you're not you're gonna have a cut-off point you know yep. if i ever want to have kids that will really affect my physique yep. so yeah it, it, it really just depends some people go in because they just want the challenge some people do just want to give it a try or they just want yeah or they just want to make it a career but it does take a long time to get to that level
0: okay We're trying to work out like, what's the, how are you going to find these people?
2: So the two main avenues that I would say are the strongest is social media influencers. Okay. And a strong SEO, I would say are the two biggest things. Because everyone searches what to pack on your show day. And no, there's no what to pack on your show day. Here is the solution. Okay. And I know that is searched worldwide so in terms of ppc that was kind of be that was going to be a big thing that i was going to invest in budget in i've already secured free athletes in the space cool that want to kind of partner up and bits like that and they seem really excited because another thing that i hate about the industry is it's just full of discount codes it's full of people being undervalued mm. and it doesn't do i don't understand why people a go into that partnership because like you know give yourself more credit and for the for me whenever i read something online And then it says, oh, 10% off, I switch off. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking that's just not the way to do it.
0: Yeah, it's not selling value. It's just, just, okay.
2: So they're kind of the two main ways, I'd say. Social media being the biggest one, I'd say.
0: I'm trying to work out how you don't spend loads of time and energy getting like loads of awareness and then someone coming in and just buying like a 10 pound product or Mm. something because you're going to, the cost for acquisition to acquire that Person into the community. Mm. Are you going to allow anyone come to the shop and buy? By the way, or do they need to like sign up, get a profile, blah blah blah?
2: No, it was going to be just a
0: open shop. Yeah,
2: I I think that's a mistake. Okay,
0: only because I think if you that's like a that's like a light version of having just a discount code. In my opinion, because you you found a curated shop, great. Mm -hmm. But I think going back to what we spoke to earlier, your real value is knowing that Harry is competing and he's doing this and he's done three of them. Because the value you've really got is in the community. Mm-hmm. like The fact you're selling them products now and the fact that like, we've got products up here that we sell to our community, like that is literally like 2%, 1%, less than 1% of our revenue. Would
1: you suggest then charging a subscription to the service and then not paying for the box?
0: It depends on how robust the service is at, at, at now. But in terms of like if you had something where you knew that even just the commodity products that you've got, mm-hmm. that and, and let's just say they're 200, 300 pounds. Yeah and you were prepared to give up a little bit of your margin, yeah. let's just do some maths. £200 commodity products. I like maths, sorry. <laughs> £200 on commodity products. And let's say you're making 40%. Yeah. Okay. So you're making 80 quid. But if you said, sign up today, it's £10 to join, and we give you £30 to spend on your these products, then all of a sudden someone feels like they're getting it. I know it's going to that discount code, but it's a So you wave. can see my head
2: just going... How does it work?
0: How does this work? But yeah, and listen. You're just giving up margin, basically. Okay. So rather than you taking 40%, you're taking 20%. Yeah. But someone feels like they're paying a £10 to join this thing. Mm-hmm. They're filling in this thing. They get, they're getting a profile and they're getting £30 worth of savings. because so I think down the line, that's going to incentivize them to spend more at your shop because they've got credit. Yeah. And then they have to jump through a few... People will jump through a few more hoops to get £30 for free. Fact. And I think the way that your business grows over time... In a really good way, is by not just knowing Harry has spent seven hundred pounds at the shop, but Harry has done these seven shows. He likes these supplements. He likes that bikini. <laughs> it's a weird image I've got right now. Is <laughs> <'Cause> he <blew. laughs> blue? Blue, all, all over. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> he's, he's a. He's a per, you're a purple guy, aren't you? you be uh, purple. Fuchsia is my favourite. Fuchsia is your favourite.
1: I just really think it really pops. <laughs> I think it accentuates me as a character and a personality. <laughs> hey, I've got the sums contacts. Me, so. it sums me up in a colour, I think. Love it. <laughs> uh, 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 by uh, the uh, way, all that made me think about tops. You're wearing
0: some swag. I am. So, how does this come in? What is this as part of the business model? And we're going here everywhere at this point because this is not a structured show. This is just no, a this chat. is cool. This is just a chat to see what we can come up with.
2: So this is at, Well, this was actually going to be the post tanning top. So it's really hard to find like a loose baggy black top after your tan because if you wear any other color your tan will go green and you're screwed oh, didn't so know that. Yeah, yeah you have to wear everything black so there's like black duvets black towels everything on the website's pretty much black and what white what
0: you just said is the actual value in what you've got is it? like the experience like people don't know that
2: yeah i guess not like
0: you should gate that content and give give loads away for free but join and even if it's not join and get a discount or whatever all that stuff mm-hmm. is but join and get a and a with you once a week in a live stream that's private, in a private group, private webinar, whatever it is. Mm. Because that's the shit that you know. Like that's the real valuable stuff. Because it's not like, oh, you can get this top. This this top is good for X, Y, and Z. Sorry, carry on. I didn't mean to yeah, interrupt, yeah, no, but that's, like, that's where I think there's so much value.
2: Yeah, so I bought this top, but I realized that I've got bigger shoulders than I realized. So it's just kind of one of the tops. But I was going to sell it anyway, just because after their show, they might want to wear it. And people generally like to wear tops anyway and I was going to get the athletes some sweatshirt, sweat shirts. I can't word, <laughs> god that was a random one, so yeah this is basically just one of the samples.
0: But there. is swag going to be part of your, is it is it to make money or is it to raise awareness? Because too many people try and do it, with, they try and do both with it.
2: I'd probably say awareness yeah. because for example I always look for Gymshark, have you heard of Gymshark? Yeah. They're like massive aren't they? And the way that they do,
0: Amazon tried to buy them twice. I think. Yeah,
2: so I think. that's the great thing with it. like Gymshark. They there's no point for them to go to Argos or Amazon because mm-hmm. their their website is so strong,
1: yeah. the, the following so strong. Yeah. yeah, the community still need to get Richard on the show. Actually, <laughs> yeah, we've got a guy from yeah. uh, from Gymshark. Oh wow, uh, amazing! Yeah, I can't remember his position. Um, no, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. But yeah, his head. Sales something or other, yeah. He's gonna that'd probably doing a
0: complete
2: disservice right now, yeah. But. Sorry, Richard, that'd be an interesting one. But, um, I thought saying... So. yeah. But, Gymshark, a lot of their athletes, they don't, it's not a post about their Gymshark clothing all the time, it's sometimes them having a workout mm-hmm. while, and it's probably like the smallest mention of Gymshark. So, the way that I want, I don't want the brand to be just another tacky brand in the industry, like, I want for maybe like tops like this. So, for example, if I was going to maybe promote slash do whatever with this top I'd probably just do an Instagram post talking about the business mm-hmm. or talking about something I've done that day but I wouldn't be like here's the top you can buy duh, duh, duh. Does, I don't think I've answered that question very well.
0: No no you have uh, and it made me think I haven't asked you a really obvious question uh, what sort of business do you want? Like this the way that I see it and it's just from learning more than because I didn't realise there was different types of businesses I always thought there was ones that fail or just ones that make a profit but yeah. there's, there's loads of stuff in between uh, so there's stuff that Provides you like a very nice lifestyle, yeah. so like you, you uh, lifestyle business, like uh, you will earn six figures and you'll have a very great lifestyle. Yeah. Or are you trying to build something that employs fifty, or hundred people that has a a makes a massive dent in the world? Yeah. Like, what? Where's? Where's? And there's no right or wrong. Like, where's? Nev- where's the vision?
2: I've never been a big, like I've never wanted to be like a millionaire or anything like that. I of course everyone wants to be comfortable, but mm-hmm. for me if it meant that I was earning, for me right now, just if I could earn 60K, I'd be more than happy for that. Because I don't want, like, me and my fiancé very much, we don't want, like, a massive house. Like, we already know what our goals are. He very much wants to change the bodybuilding industry the same way that I do. And if it would mean that, like, I always listen to Guy V, and he always talks about, like, if you eat shit so other people don't have to. Like, if I could actually help, especially in Northampton... There's no company that's, like, got, like, a London vibe or something, which is fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. And if I could do that, that would be that would be nuts. Like, for me, I'd rather build an amazing business. Like, I'm not planning. We've already spoken to my fiance. I'm not planning to take anything out of the business for the first six months because I just want to keep investing it back in. It's cool. So.
0: I did a really interesting exercise the other day, which is because uh, I'm trying to get a mortgage. Just got a mortgage. Um, thank you, mate. Uh, where I had to basically, my accountant had to go through my, my personal bank account I listened to that podcast that was yeah. really good so like uh, I took I think it was like 7,000 pounds the first year and 11,000 pounds the second year out of the business uh, because you just got to keep reinvesting it. yeah uh, and I, I I genuinely admire that um, but on that note mm-hmm. the model that you're saying around e-commerce and taking margin that's a model that people take when they want to make they want to s- build a scalable business okay uh, whereas Access to you, and a community at ten quid a month, where rather than you taking forty percent of margin, you give the margin to the community, Mm. and you charge a ten pound a month subscription. You only need five hundred people to sign up, and you're on sixty k a year.
2: More mass, I love it. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Yeah,
0: and I think I think understanding what like the goal. If you just said, if I make sixty k a year for the next three years, and I'm happy. And I make a massive impact to 500 people's lives. Because I get the impression that's what you really care about. You want to impact people. yeah? Yeah.
2: Because I think for me, money doesn't equate to happiness. I've seen it with my dad. He worked his socks off and I still really respect him for that. But has it given him happiness? I see it with my brother. He's gone down very much the same route as my dad. He's earning more money than I can ever imagine my brother, but is my brother happy? He's never going to listen to this podcast, but he's not, he's not happy. <laughs> he is it. not.
1: It's a great I keep saying,
2: I keep saying to him, you need to go into property renovation because he loves building yeah. and architecture. We won't do it, but yeah, that's because I've seen so much of my family go so focused about money. Yes. Money's great. But for me, like it's much more than
0: that. I really didn't think this would take this, this sort of twist, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's cool. No, it's, this is, this is awesome. Uh, when you transact with someone, like when, we, when we've got our community, like when we transact with them, there's a very shallow relationship normally with an e-commerce. It's like, I come to you because I get savings mm. or I've got a curated box and it's like, it's just, it's about savings. Yeah. Whereas as I get the vibe from you and we, obviously when we did this through the thing the other day when we were Skyping in basically, it would, we didn't really, I didn't really get the same thing, but I guess meeting in person makes a massive difference. Is you have much more of a like an impact driven mentality is like you just want to help people compared yeah. to transact with people but you're building a transaction website i never
2: thought of it like that for me i've just loved growing like building the website and the branding and thinking about the packaging
0: B- because you're an entrepreneur like you want to build something yeah but i think well and i'm not saying change that <laughs> no, I'm, no, no. I'm saying that but i think if i'm in your shoes then uh the the website is just a mechanism mm-hmm. to get people into your community compared yeah. to build a community to sell them shit in the mm-hmm. nicest possible way. Yeah. Good shit, but shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think, I think your goal, if I'm you, my goal is to build something that's valuable to 500 people and charge them 10 pounds a month and make 60K a year. Learn that. And it might end up being, ask me anythings, helping people, help them build their social following if they go pro, help them understand you're probably not going to go pro, but here's some supplement people that we can connect you with. Whatever that conversation is, just making their life better for 120 pounds a year is, Fairly easy to do. Uh, finding the people that are going to pay ten pounds a month is hard because people are cynics. Mm. Um, but I think you've just got the flair to build, to speak to people, and just get that done. I think having a business that has five hundred people, ten pounds a month subscription, a thousand people, five pounds, whatever the number is, is, yeah, that hits your goals, and it also gives you a solid base of people because then these people are going to tell you actually the thing that we really struggle with is X, and they're going to trust you to go and secure that deal. Mm. And when you go and secure that deal, you charge the supplier whoever it is. Hey, we've got 500 people here. If you want to get in front of them, you got to pay me. Mm. Job done.
2: Yeah. See, this is why I love. I, I, I'm really glad I came on here because it's so hard for me in Northampton, being the age I am as well, to find people that I can talk about business with like this and get that inside kind well, of. Well, it's
0: genuinely why we love the show.
2: That insight, because like, I just, and that's why I came across you guys because I was just really struggling to find anything, whether it be online or just in person. That I just thought I just need. Some like insight because I have, I'll be honest, I ain't got a clue what I'm doing half the time with this. <laughs>
0: well, we, I love it. I'll be really honest, it doesn't change. I'm five years <laughs> in, I sometimes sit at my desk, what the okay, what are you doing right now? <laughs> I honestly, uh, we hired a guy the other day and he carries, yeah. p- I'll just say the story. So, we, we hired a guy the other day, we, he's been with us six oh, months, wow. but we hired him. Firstly, Danny, if you listen to the show, I'm not gonna fire you for this. Um, he, he but, still loves you, but yeah. firstly, it, in like month one, he made someone a coffee, a visitor, a coffee, and he uses cold water. To make a coffee. I mean that's just that's just ridiculous. But we thought nerves early well, I, in the I business. Think
1: that actually started out as a white coffee when it should have been black.
0: Yeah, you just got and, the whole thing down wrong. Yeah. Anyway, the other then day the, the other day I'm sat cool. here and I'm like, I could do some food, I'm eating today, da, da, da. I'm looking at Papa John's, get some pizza. Yeah. He's like, You getting a pizza? I'm like, Yeah And I'm looking at it, I'm like, I ain't spending sixteen pounds minimum order delivery for delivery, blah blah blah, sixteen And I was like, he was like, I want some pizza. I was like, How about this? I'll buy it. You fetch it, it's two minutes down the road. That's cool. a quite a good deal. It's a solid deal. Yeah. So, basically, long story short, is he walks into the office, and I open up the pizza, open up the box, and it looks like a fucking calzone. It's folded over, basically. And I'm like, Danny, did you open this when they give it you? He's like, uh, no. He's like, why am I looking at it? He's like, what's the problem? I'm like, look at it. And he's like, ah. I'm like, how did you carry this? And he got a pizza box, put it under his arm, that that <laughs> way, and walked back from the shop with it anyway. So, yeah, I don't even know how we got onto that story. I was just ask. But yeah, I've no idea how we got there. But I, I think I'm just looking for an excuse to have a go at Danny, to be honest. At this <laughs> point in time, uh, but yeah, this, what this is why we do the show is like to connect with people like yourself and just like share share stories. But it feels like uh, running a business, you need to work out how to make money. Yeah, you're not building something that I thought and if my uh, if my VCs listen to this, which they probably do, I thought I was going to try and build something which was going to be extremely large and scalable uh, and raise some venture capital and you raise money when you want to build something that's going to lose money for a couple of years. So this company lost money for about 18 months. Yeah. We built the app, we built the services, then we started to make money and we're profitable now. Uh, you're not building that sort of business, uh, so you don't need external money coming in. So you're building the other sort of business which needs to make money from day one. Yeah. I think the hardest thing, the genuine hardest thing you've got to work out is how do you make money yeah. without just having transactional relationships with people in your industry? Because your industry is really small. Yes, Like, there's 900,000 tradespeople in the UK. That's my market. Oh, wow. There are 10,000 people that you can deal with, roughly, mm. on a yearly basis. That's tiny. Yeah. It's tiny, but on the good side, if you do a good job, they'll all know about you really fast. Yeah. Like, um, that. That's, that's a really hard problem to solve.
2: Definitely. I think... Good luck. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> But this oh. is, this is but yeah. Sorry, the, the bodybuilding industry is a hard one to crack, definitely, and it's very, very small, and it does attract some weird people. I'm not even gonna lie to you, but yeah, I it's gonna be. I don't. I think I've just got to figure out how. I don't think I've looked maybe far ahead in advance to see how it's going to pan out. But
1: I think I think the fitness industry in general is full of um, flashing the pans, fads stuff like that when you look yeah. at diets and stuff people jump on like whether it's keto or or low carb <laughs> that or whatever, whatever it is didn't it's, last long <laughs> there's always a hot topic and everyone's yeah. quick to push something out like i see on facebook all the time just there's always someone if it's not six-pack shortcuts that that yeah. asian guy or there's a new white guy bought this, that. That. <laughs> <laughs> i bought all this stuff you're talking right. about so, so like th- there's there's people that are obviously just playing the system and and they're they're obviously making a bit of money, but oh, they're, yeah. not, they're not sticking around because they're not they're either not genuine people or giving genuine advice or value or anything like that. So I think like what Adam's saying with the community side of things, you being a genuine, honest person that people that's can, the only
0: reason I mentioned that by the way is because it feels like you don't want to transact and just bye bye. Thank you. I mean, thanks you're, for your you're, cash. Not,
1: you're not selling a box. See you later. I've took. Talk- 300 quid off you well, for, yeah, this... for tat I'm trying to provide a service and just genuine honest
2: yeah because that's another thing I heard about the industry it's so expensive you put baby marriage competing in front of something they charge you a freaking fortune
0: when's the shop real live?
2: Um, latest 31st of March I'm literally trying to work and basically tweak the launch video I've got to upload all the pros in shoes and then it's going to be good to go I think
0: and if let's just pretend this conversation didn't happen today. What is the biggest thing you're struggling with at the moment?
2: I'm burnt out, if I'm to be honest. I'm really concerned because I've got a show coming up in September and I'm very concerned at right now how I'm working and how, what I'm doing at the moment. The more when's that, the closer that show gets, the more tired I'm going to be and the less productive I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm still doing my marketing work because that get, keeps my living costs kind of mm-hmm. ticking over. But I think it's just how to delegate right now when my finances are limited and how to avoid that burnout, which I guess every single business owner will go through because you just want to keep working at it. I yep. think that's right now what I'm struggling with.
0: So <laughs> it feels like you're juggling a uh, day job, which you gonna call it day job, with your marketing to get yeah. money in, your, uh, Still going your, your show, yeah. your show prep, fitness, all that stuff, Yeah, as well as building the business. And the podcast as
1: well. And the podcast. Yes.
0: Yeah, we try we try and keep it consistent people. Uh in terms of order of priority, I guess I'm not even going to presume. What's your order priority for you if you had to list them?
2: God, oh, I
0: horrible question. It's so hard. It? Yeah. What's priority if, if so we've got those I guess
2: the marketing because it it keeps the living costs going.
0: Yeah, it keeps food on the table. Yeah. Okay, then what? Is your show or the business more important at this point in time?
2: I'm I've already put it in my head that if the business needs it, I won't compete. Even though it'll break my heart, I think the business will have to come first. Because for me, that means more to me than the trophy. But at the same time, I know that if I do well in competing this year, that's going to help boost the podcast. This is the thing. The podcast and the business and competing all kind of interlink. So that's why I'm struggling because I feel like I can't let one slip because they're all kind of interweaved.
0: What's the deadline for the thirty first of March that you put in place?
2: I think because I keep saying March to people, and I feel like I'm going to be an idiot if I don't said do. Done it March. too many times. I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the only reason. And, and, the and I'm just saying,
0: if you took that thirty first of March deadline away, yeah, and you said actually I'm going to launch on my show date in September, what would change mentally?
2: Um, it'd be awkward having to tell the athletes that I can't help them anymore. But yeah. Um, I guess. What? Sorry, say that. I've already signed the athletes, yep. free athletes for this year. Okay. But I guess it just being. What, okay.
0: what are they doing for you?
2: Um, promoting the products for me on their social media. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't think of that. because I, I think because I've been working on it since last June, July mm-hmm. and the competing season technically starts in April, I kind of thought, I'm just going to miss that attraction.
0: Yeah, and I, what you just said is sort of what I was on the same line of as it, it feels like, as you do your prep for competition Mm. is documenting that is the marketing for your business. Mm. And it's, I guess it's, uh, do you just, can you switch off the rest, get the website live on the 31st of March and then just document your show and then have that as the marketing for the business? Or do you feel like it would be more impactful if the show launched in September and you, you basically built up to that now? Do You feel like you're rushing a launch because you've put an artificial deadline in place—is the direct way of saying? Things. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think I'm rushing it because of the competing season coming around the corner. The only thing that I've got about comp- it's about documenting the compete my competition prep is everyone's doing it, so it kind of get a, it, it does get a little bit dry at times. Okay. Um, but that's just my personal opinion, and like for me, my there's, fitness is so big, but the two niches that aren't being covered is people talk about the business side
1: mm-hmm.
2: and being a competitor and the mindset side. And they're kind of the two areas that hopefully the compact and the business are kind of going to own sort of thing. How
0: does the mindset side come through in the in the shop, in the business?
2: It doesn't, it doesn't really. I've kind of mentioned compact.
0: I'm trying to work out where it does. <laughs> I know. Um, um, and then maybe it's because I'm missing it. I'm just seeing an e-commerce site yeah, yeah, yeah. like, to buy. The podcast... You've got a list of products you need and you've curated yeah. them.
2: Because I love mindset... Co- I lo- I would love to be able to do mindset coaching at one point as well. Because I think that's not been done in the industry at the but moment. But I think that comes when
0: you're an authority. Like when people trust you and yeah. you've done it. Yeah,
2: because I'm quite honest. Um, mm-hmm. And I've just kind of to the point with the podcast. So I've been like interviewing competitors and I've been kind of doing like, this is what you need to mentally prepare yourself for. This is certain things that you can be coming across like the negativity side and how to deal with it and bits like that. My, I, I didn't want to make it too like intertwined, but I was going to mention, you know, Compaq is kind of like a sponsor of the podcast or something like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe the challenges that I've that I I've faced with this business and then talk about it on that podcast. But that's kind of as far as I've got
0: with it. I think it should be just one and the same. I think if, yeah. you, if, you, if you run it as like ads on your podcast for your brand it will feel awkward for a listener mm. whereas i think what people are probably listening to when they listen to you is like they kind of want to listen to the whole damn journey of what you're going on yeah and that's what we've learned on our show is like the most honest and vulnerable shows we've done are the ones that like literally people email us afterwards and like shit man sorry you go for a bad time but here's what i've gone through and like we only read the questions out we get loads of emails off the back of it yeah. so i like so i think i think intertwine them's a win are you doing anything around facebook groups or anything like that at the moment
2: fact isn't the the community isn't as big on facebook it's more on instagram um it's more the heavy hardcore bodybuilders like my fiance's completely taken over the space with the hardcore people talking about science and arguing over research papers like completely different area than what i do so yeah it's not i did think about the facebook side but it's not as strong i I think with males it's more facebook Mm -hmm. with females it's more instagram
0: trying to work out how you build this yeah, get the shop done. Great, get that out there. As you're doing prep, plug pro- products. Yeah, and like for God's sake, make sure you plug them. I've just got a bad feeling that you're gonna be this person that doesn't want to plug it because you don't want to feel like you're selling. Yeah, I have. If you don't sell, yes. you will go hungry. You okay. won't make any money. Okay,
2: <laughs> I think because I just ha- I, see- I think I can see through so many stupid fitness food superstars that are like, here's the. Yeah, it drives Never me. Never sell
0: anything you don't love. Yeah, if, if there's that is any true. doubt in your mind, don't plug it. Cool. Yeah people going to go to your shop eventually because they know that you like the products and it's a That's true. Product. I think it's just
2: in my head because I just yeah. it's I just, it's this
0: whole imposter syndrome yeah. stuff that will kick in. and It will get worse, trust me. Okay. As the deal values go up, you'll it will just kick in even yeah. worse. But I'm trying to work out like how you get a list of people basically because mm-hmm. a podcast is great but it's passive. If we had anyone that listens if we had everyone that listens to our show on an email list, amazing. Right? Mm. Like, Cuz there's loads of stuff we could do. I'd love to drive them all into a Facebook group so we can have like Post the show, ask follow up questions, enjoy That'd all this cool. stuff. Um, but I'm trying I work out for you, like how do you get rather than wait for a sale to the shop? How do you be more proactive and, yeah. and build a list? And I, I don't know enough about Instagram to do that. You, you'll, you'll be able to teach me stuff on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. But like, how do you, how do you get someone that's on Instagram into an email list or into a group or? To I be know, continued. But, yeah, but I think I think that's the goal. I think I think one of the things that I've learned today about you more than anything is 60k a year is so attainable when you're as honest and have as much knowledge about a topic as you've got oh thank i you. think you need to just think yourself as a consultant i also potentially think that if your goal has not been to scale a huge business as in like a mi- millions of turnover uh, it'd
2: be great but i wouldn't it Like, one other area that I want to do is kind of do more, like... I used to do loads of volunteering when I was was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I still want to kind of embed some sort of social responsibility side into the business. That's cool. So, whether it could go to to that scale to be able to facilitate stuff like that, then great. But I don't
0: know. is Is there any specific reason you didn't make it a personal brand as in, rather than compact? It was your name. Like, is there...
2: Good question. My mentor asked this to me last year. And the reason why I said it, again, was because... I feel like the fitness industry—it's just so much full of showing off, okay. and I just didn't want to. I think I've—I didn't want to be another person yeah, okay. like that. I think I've just been trying to do go too anti. I don't know whether that's a good or bad thing.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how bad the fitness industry is on that. On that, like Harry, what do you think? Like, is it? Uh, is uh,
1: it? You're just sick of seeing the same old things. That's, that's what I was saying before. Everyone's like, a personal brand of the, is yeah. that what I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's
0: a personal brand in the fitness industry. Yeah.
1: Okay or the and the brand ad are either brand advocate's giving you 10% off because they've just been sponsored by x or or whatever so it's all very samey and that's what you're trying to go against is rather than being just another person that's fit in the same mold as everyone else and selling buy all my shit it's more she's trying to create something where it's a trusted brand that you can go to for all your needs but it's not it's not someone pushing their crap on you. Yeah. It's 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 a place you want to go for the things you need, and that you yeah. can that you can rely on.
2: I've probably chosen the wrong industry to be honest, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's, but, but it's, fact, a, it's a, fact, a growing yeah. industry though, and, and like that's why that's why everyone's getting into it because everyone can be the, because it is a personal thing as well, like your own physique and health and wellbeing yeah. is all is all you. Everyone's just trying to be themselves. Um, but yeah, you are you're trying to go against the mould by creating something bigger than yourself. Really
2: literally. I love that. I'm gonna keep that one. It's good. There you go.
0: He drops a nugget every show. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> How long can you go without making money at this?
2: My fiance is amazing and he would, he has supported me over, like since I started self employed, he has been incredible. I've helped him with it, grow his stuff. So yep. I he said just do what you love and it will work. So, I, I'm in a very fortunate. Like a diamond I mean, by the he way. He is. Jack, yeah. I'm in such a fortunate position. I'm so grateful to have met him.
0: Also, um, yeah. I was gonna say, well, was he drunk when he said that? But I just remember he's. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, drink. Do <laughs> but yeah, he's <laughs> he,
2: he's been able to do it. He etched it for four years, and now he's you know doing. He's a musician and he's an accountant and he does online coaching and he's doing incredible whoa, stuff. Whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa! He's a musician and an accountant. Yes, that doesn't exist.
2: It does. He's it- a, like. He should call himself Jack, whatever
0: Accountants are the most boring people. Oh, in no, the world. he's not. No, no, it's what I'm saying. But yeah. if, he's a, if he's a musician, there's something. Okay, the he's guy. He's
2: like really cool. He's, yeah.
0: But yeah what, I'm so, very, what's I'm his very, name? Joe. Joe, uh, you're already one in a million because you're not the most. You're not a normal accountant. I, I've met. Lots of accountants. They're all extremely boring. I actually went to a networking event with accountants because one of our early investors are accountants. I'll take the Joe with me. The most boring with people in the world. Beige. It was just. It was just horrendous. <laughs> oh,
2: Joe's got like a massive tattoo beard. So i did that in the wrong way. Massive. Yeah, tattoo. I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's Mass- got a massive tattoo <laughs> <laughs> to my chin. But yeah, like he's just completely against all like whatever accountant you would think he is. Do
0: you know? Do you know honestly what I want to try and like? What I'm hearing is you've got some freelance work that you're good at. And the better you get at that, the more you're going to be successful in your own business because you're going to craft your skill in terms of marketing. Yeah. Uh, you found a niche that you're passionate about. Yeah. I would try and delay monetizing that for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, if it's an option, and just build a community and work out how you get access to people on a one-to-one basis and just spend all of your time learning what they do, how, what they're struggling with, how you can fix it. And just find, even if you just find 10 people, that you can uh, that then eventually turn to you and say, you've really helped me. If you get that right, you can then scale it up to 10,000. Because I I don't want you to go and pull the website, make 17 pounds, 19 pounds, 42 pounds. Yeah. just. Because I don't think that's going to make you happy.
2: Yeah. I've There's, already kind of got to that stage, I feel at like the podcast already. Like I've had some amazing messages. It's been quite overwhelming. I imagine you can, it's the same for you guys. It can be quite overwhelming. 100%. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm kind of at that stage which and everyone's been asking how compact it is and bits like that which has been really nice but yeah I think I still need a lot of groundwork from this podcast which is great it's great to get that insight but.
0: yeah I just think uh, I think building a community adding value to them mm-hmm. and yeah you're, 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 you're just your attitude is going to make you crush it just Thank make you. sure it's uh, yeah not the transactional side so I don't think I think, that, I think generally you'll make money at that and if you need to turn that on great but just make sure that you you're everyone that buys from you even if it's this, if someone buys from you, you have to go down the transaction route. Pick up the phone, give them a call. Hey, so you bought these four items? Da da da. Great news. Let me know how you get on and and build that relationship. That's probably the mm. the best thing. Everyone that ever we've got like se- just over seventeen thousand members in our community now. And when we had about six hundred, I remember putting my phone, my actual it's, it's live somewhere, my actual phone number in a YouTube video, uh, and saying if you have got any problems, let me know. I'll give you a call. And then every single person that signed up, I called them. And literally, the most active people that are in our community joined four years ago, and I spoke to them. And I meet people, that are like, "You don't remember calling me, do you?" And I, it will just make the world a difference. Just put in the energy to every single customer ever buys from you. Uh, yeah, you, you're gonna win. I just want to, I want to make sure that we're around to follow it. I want you back here. Yes. To, to talk about it in the future. Love it. Anything else that you want to cover off on the show? And a guy, and, and just for the guys listening, this is not an advice show. This is a chit chat show that we wanted to hear what you're doing. I think the one thing you have to do is plug where you are, where people can find you, yes. and again, the name of the podcast.
2: Okay, so the podcast is not just a bikini girl. Okay. And my Instagram is Jasmine jasmineandersonfitness, so J-A-S-M-I-N, no E. I don't know why my mum did that. It's probably so many it issues. Threw me with... off a couple of times. Birthday <laughs> cards. I've got
1: a cousin that's got an E on the end. Obviously.
2: You should see all my birthday cards. Even my mate still put E. It's really, really good. Better um, scribble it out. They're
0: not they're not real mates. I'm joking, if they ever to the show
2: <laughs> And yes, yeah, so the compact is K O M P A K dot store. If it launches, I need to have a big think I think after this.
0: Uh, so we've got podcast uh, email address.
2: Email address. What oh god, the- I have so many, I don't even know which one to give. Let's what? do not just a bikini girl at outlook.com
0: Cool. That's I, I genuinely want everyone that's listened to the show that has got any ounce of value, to drop Jasmine an email.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Harrison, anything from you? No. (laughs) 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 And on that bombshell... You hate it when <laughs> I do that at you, the end of the show. No, but...
1: through, uh, I've, been, I've been watching the levels. Yeah, I was just going to say, if anyone's got any questions they want to send in to the Startup Diary, they can reach us at Harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end, or they can hit us up on the gram, Adam, at...
0: Nice guns, mate. Startup podcast. Uh, if you have a question, you can email it in or DM me on Instagram and we'll get to the show. Jasmine, you've been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Thank you. I hope everyone that's listened to it has taken something away from it. Hopefully and if you haven't record this time. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine? <laughs> and if you've got any follow-up questions, ping them into me and Harrison and we will uh, we'll either send them straight across for Jasmine to answer on her show. Yes. Um, or we'll pull back for round two. Uh, round two two to see see how we're getting on with this Uh, yeah and if you by the way if you do the ultra white colour boxing uh, us two will 100% rock (gasps) up and support thank you that's a promise I'd love to let's go get some food